Life for me in the last few years, I want to talk to somebody that's been going through some things. See, my life, you like when you sing that song, that oh, how he loves you, there have been times in these three years, as long as I've been around, I wondered, does he really love me? Does he really know what I'm going through? Somebody say amen. I want to talk tonight to somebody that, that wants to keep it real tonight. As, as a minister of the gospel, I've been serving the Lord for 30 years, amen, this year. 25 of those years, next month I have been married. And, and 24 of those years as a licensed minister in Victory Outreach Ministries. But even though I've been involved in leadership in these last few years, it's getting better now. Somebody say amen. But, but it's been tough in this process of uh, transitioning from New York back home. I sold my wedding ring. Come on, somebody. Five nice glass-cut diamonds, amen, white gold and, and gold. I sold Jesus. Come on, somebody. I had Jesus right here, nice thing, a medallion with Jesus. Sold that. Had a gold bracelet, white, white gold and, and gold gold, and it was just gold. Come on, somebody. And I sold that, amen. And it, it's, it, it was a hard transition, and so I was in question a lot of how God felt about me. I, I see in my life there was a season of loss. It seemed like I couldn't keep nothing. It seemed like there was nothing but pain and heartache that was taking place in these last few years. Somebody say amen. But I got to a place where God is always, I know he was in control, and, and I'm going to show that to you through this message. I love tonight Pastor Toby because, you know, as he's here and he comes, he's, he's doing everything he can to make sure you're on fire for God. He, he don't want to be, I don't want to be, the leaders don't want to be. We don't want to be a part of a dying church. Come on, somebody. We want to be a part of a church that's on fire, that's excited for Jesus, that wants to do great things for the honor and the glory of God. Somebody say amen. See, I've been through rejections. How many have been through rejection? Defeats, failures. All of us have experienced and can create enough negative feelings inside of us that could destroy us if you think about everything you've been through and you just hung on to it it'd be enough pain and heartache to destroy your faith in God see it is here that we must be careful come on somebody when you're going through heartache when you're going through pain when you're going through struggle when you're ready to keep it real come on somebody it's at that place that you gotta be careful Often the most painful wounds are not the scars that are outwardly seen, but it's the hidden wounds that are deep inside of the heart that are most painful. See, being hidden, they're often the most dangerous. Setbacks in our lives, struggles in the journey, trials that fall across us by the way, can take the joy out of living our faith in Christ. In other words, when you go through heartache, there's times you got to be careful because it's at that time that your faith is weakened. And it's hard to be a victorious Christian when your faith is weakened. See, and if we, if we collect enough hurt, it will stop us from wanting to press forward. 
Even success can make us a target of criticism. Don't let the hurts hurt you. Turn to your neighbor, tell them, don't let the hurts hurt you. Look at Job. Everyone knows Job in the Bible, right? He's a man of the land of Uz. He's blameless. He's upright. He's one who feared God and one who turned away from evil. Job had seven sons, three daughters. He had a beautiful family. He was considered the greatest man of the East. He lost it all in the twinkling of an eye. In one day, Job lost everything. Everything. Everything of value, he lost it when? In one day. He was knocked down, but he wasn't knocked out. He had lost some of the passionate power to grow, and some of the enthusiasm had diminished, but he checked his negative thinking, and he also checked his wife and his friends. Come on, somebody. Because his wife, she wasn't acting right. Somebody say amen. And I started thinking about it. Don't be looking at your wife right now. Come on, somebody. You'll get in trouble, man. She'll check you. Somebody say amen. But his wife, she told him, you know what? Because what happened, they lost the kids. They lost the wealth. They lost their home. They lost everything. And then when his wife comes on the scene, she sees him full of boils all over his body. And he's cutting these boils, scraping them off. And she couldn't take it no more. It's something about Joe's wife. How many know my wife? How many know her name? Janie, right? But you know what? She loves you guys too. But with Joe's wife, we don't know her name. You know why? Because Joe's wife is any wife that's in here today. We despise Joe's wife because of the way she treated her husband. She came against her husband, told him, why don't you just curse God and die? And many people have spoken many messages. But see, the Bible speaks about Job being tested because it was under Job's name that his wife had to find protection. Job had to be strong, not just for himself, but for his wife, because his wife is a person of no name. They don't mention her because we would have threw her under the bus. Somebody say amen. Job had to cover for her. They were going through the hardest time of their life, losing everything in one day. Somebody say amen. He was hurt. His wife was hurt. His friends was hurt. But Job said, which is the title of our sermon tonight, in Job 13, 15, Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. 1 Corinthians 1.18 said, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it's the power of God. How did Job do it? The same way we can do it, through faith. It's going to take faith to be able to deal with heartache and pain, to be, be able to deal with somebody 
speaking ill about your name, saying something about you, judging you in some kind of way. Somebody say amen. It's going to take you having faith to be able to press in and be the type of person, the type of warrior, the type of woman of God, the type of young gang warrior that God wants you to be. You're going to have to have a lot of faith in God, and you cannot allow your faith to be weakened. Faith comes by hearing of the word of God. We need to be preached to. We need to be under the preaching. We need to let the word of God build us up. We can't let ourselves be contaminated by the world. This world wants us to not believe in God. This world is becoming more ungodly and more worldly. We need men and women that are growing in their faith and their passion for God Almighty. Somebody say amen. But blows and wounds will weaken your faith. So we need an attitude like Job. In Job 42, 2, he said, Job said, I know that all, that I know that you can do all things. He's speaking to the Lord. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. In other words, in this passage, it stands as a great rock in the scripture. See, it's the word of God that we have to learn to hang on to. But as Many times the word of God, you will be in question of it when you're going through heartache. Am I the only one here tonight? So the first thing I want to talk to you about is there are fears that we need to escape. When you're serving God, when you're living for the Lord, when the real things are taking place, when real heartache and pain is taking place, when depression is taking place, when your money's all messed up, when heartache and pain is all that you feel, all that you feel, there are going to be fears that you're going to need to escape. See, darkness stands for wickedness and, and evil. Satan is the prince of the darkness. See, when you're going through the fire and your faith is being weakened, you will find yourself in darkness. Darkness also means a lack of knowledge, a lack of enlightenment, lack of sight, blindness. I don't know about you, but as a kid, I, I wasn't real afraid of the dark, but just a little bit. Come on, somebody. But sometimes when you serve in God and the blows are coming and difficulty is taking place, that's when you and I, as a Christian, we have to learn how to what? Fight in the dark. Fighting in the dark. Fighting when you're confused. Fighting when you're in doubt. Finding when you're fighting when you're in wonder, when you don't know what's taking place. Not everybody knows how to fight in the dark unless you're from Dakota. They had no choice over there. Somebody say amen. I'm from the city. We used to fight, but at least there was a little bit of light out there. Somebody say amen. But fighting in the dark, fighting when you don't understand, hanging on when you don't understand, hanging on when everybody's telling me if I were you, I'd give up. I wouldn't deal with my kid. I wouldn't deal with that relationship. I wouldn't deal with a church member like that. Come on, somebody. Huh? I wouldn't deal with somebody if they offended me that way. Huh? Fighting in the dark when your faith is weakened. That's when you got to be like Job. No matter what I go through, I'm going to trust in God. No matter what takes place, I'm going to trust in God. Because from what I knew when God saved me, that God is good all the time. I said God is good all the time. And that's how Job schooled his wife. 
He told her, shall we not take not just the good from the Lord, but even the bad? And we need men and women in the church of God today that they could still give God glory, even in the bad times, that we could show people that God is good and that we know that God is in control. Somebody say amen. It might look bad, but I'm going somewhere. It might look bad, but God is leading me. It might look bad, but God is in control. It might look bad, but God is going to make a way. It might look bad, but God is going to provide. It might look a little empty in the cupboards, but God is going to take care of me. Somebody say amen. I used to preach against selling jewelry. I used to preach against selling stuff. It got so bad, I was trying to say, man, Lord, I'm going to hold my head up. Where's the dignity at? Come on, somebody. And Manuel spoke, Pastor Manuel, the other day. He said that when he went into the land traveling with God, that God was stripping. He said God was stripping. God was emptying Abram's life of everything that wasn't necessary. Somebody say amen. amen. And he spoke, and, and I got a little insight because he said something, if you guys remember. Uh, he said that he didn't know what God was doing by bringing in this team, right? And right when he said it, the Lord showed me why. See, inside of a man that goes out is a pioneering spirit. So we got the pioneering spirit. We know what it's like to go out. I started a church in Richmond. It's there. I started a church in Harlem. It's there. We know what it is to pioneer. But what God is going to do here in the heart of the bay is he's getting different experienced men to now model the team concept and build a church right here in the heart of the bay through a team concept with everybody's experiences, working together, bonding together, getting the job done, having one purpose, one vision, one goal, and it's to reach people for the honor and the glory of God and impact their lives and let them know that no matter what you're going through, God is going to see you through. God is going to see you through. God is going to make a way. Somebody say amen. He's a way maker. Even if you have to fight in the dark. I have friends to this day, my age. He goes, yo, homie, hardcore dude. He goes, you know I'm still scared of the dark, right? I'm talking about dudes that have been to prison and everything. I said, dang, for real? Still? Because I remember when he would walk home, he'd walk in the middle of the street in the city. He'd be walking. He'd have his hat on. He'd be walking tough as nails. But he was scared as heck to be out in the dark. Somebody say amen. And some of us, we're afraid. We go back to our childhood. And fear grips us when we're surrounded by darkness. We're in the church right now. And I guarantee you, if they shut off every light, you have feel a little bit of fear. And you in God's house, Lord have mercy. Huh? We're afraid of the dark. And we get paralyzed by fear. And we start thinking about wrong decisions because our faith is low. So there are a lot of fears that you need to escape. Confusion, you got to escape that when you're going through it. I'm confused. God's not giving me the victory. I'm praying for the victory. I'm praying for strength. I'm fasting. I'm praying. I'm reading. I'm listening to tapes. I'm listening to everything I can, and I'm still confused. I'm doubting. I've never doubted before. I'm in fear. I never was in fear before. See, it's unorthodox when you have to fight in the dark. Because you don't feel in control. 
Huh? But how many know at the heart of the bay we have to raise men and women that they know how to hang on? That say, you know what? Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Trusting is to rely totally on one with 100% confidence. I'm here to let you know you can trust God. You can take that to the bank that he has your best interest in mind. Put doubt in check. James 4, 7 says, submit yourself then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. Let's talk about this scripture a little bit. James 4, 7, the Bible tells us resist the devil. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, I got to let you go. No, I'm just kidding. Resist the devil and he will what? Flee. Okay, the word resist is from the Greek word antihistamine. Antihistamine, which is a compound of the words anti and istomy. Anti-istomy. Come on, somebody. The word anti means against, as to opposing something. The word istomy means to stand. When placed into one word, this forming the word antihistomy, it means to stand against or to stand in opposition of. It is a word that demonstrates the attitude of one who is fiercely opposing something. I'm not no weak individual, devil. Come on, somebody. I have anti-history. I am going to stand against you. I'm going to resist you. Somebody say amen. You can come however you want. That's why Job spoke with such, such, uh, how would I say, value, such passion that though he slayed me, yet will I trust in him. It was coming from deep inside. Huh? See, it, this demonstrates the attitude of fiercely opposing something. And Dorfboard determines that he will do everything within his power to resist, to stand against, to defy its operation. By using the word, James plainly lets us know that we must, listen to me, church, are you with me today? Have you went through some things lately? See, J James lets us know that we got to be aggressive, that we got to be determined, that we got to stand against the work of the devil. Just shutting our eyes and hoping the enemy will withdraw is not going to work. He ain't just going to run. You're going to have to stand. You're going to have to know faith is low. I got to build it up. Got to build my faith up. I got to get where I'm trusting God. That word is a lamp unto my feet. And I thought about that too. Okay, wait a minute. I got to fight in the dark. Your word is a lamp to my feet, but sometimes that word is just enough sometimes to hold you. It might not be a word to get you somewhere, but God will give you a word to hold you, a word to keep you from making a mistake, from drifting to the left or to the right. He'll give you just enough word to keep you knowing that you've got to trust him and that he's going to make a way for you. Can somebody say amen? That word, he'll give you just enough to take you where he wants to take you. Because you've got to understand God is trying to take us somewhere. God has a purpose. And a lot of times when we go through all this stuff, we say, wait a minute, God, you got a purpose, so why am I going through all this stuff? It's for a purpose. 
There's a reason for it. And it blows our minds because we say, wait a minute, you love me, and how in the heck you let me go through all this stuff? Just tell my wife to be quiet and make my eggs and my toast. Somebody say amen. I don't want to hear all that other stuff. I, I, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm a guy that I don't like my wife to preach to. I'm like, I, you're talking to the choir. I already know. Somebody say amen. Just do what needs to be done. and you know, She's going to come back with the Holy Ghost. Though. I'm going to listen to her because I, I got to go home and do dishes. What time is it? I got to get up out of here. I got cream of wheat dishes, hot link dishes. I've been eating everything that could cook quick. Somebody say amen. Help a brother out, boy. I'm roughing it right now. The struggle's real right now. Someone say amen. So I'm thinking about top ramen and spam tonight. Say amen. I don't know. I used to know how to cook, man. I don't know what happened. I got so used to being mad. I'd be sitting there, and she'd be looking at me like, oh, you're just going to sit there? Yeah, you know I don't get down like that no more. Let me give you a second point. Can you get another one? What, what time is it? Did I start? Okay, we got a couple minutes. Second thing I want to bring out is there's a faith that you have to embrace. When you're going through hardship, you have no choice but to embrace your faith. Because it's only faith that keeps us hanging on. See, faith, I broke that down in an acronym. Faith is fortitude. Fort, having fortitude. Brace. Unmovable. Not only having fortitude, but being anointed. Anointed faith. You don't want to have regular faith, but anointed faith. When the Bible talks about picking up the shield, right? Above all else, take up the shield of what? Faith. You know what it says, above all else? It doesn't say that it's most important. Above all else means that picking up your shield of faith is a choice. You could leave it down. And get hit by all kind of arrows. Or you could pick it up. And distinguish the fiery darts of the enemy. See the shield was made of leather. And not only was it made of leather and materials. But it was saturated in oil and in water. So you want faith that is saturated in what? Oil and water. What is oil? Oil stands for the power of God. What is water? The word of God. So an anointed shield of faith is when you have a word that's anointed by God and you apply it to your life and you pick up that shield and you let the enemy know, I might have been through some stuff, I might smell like some fire, but you ain't messing with somebody that was built to give up. I've been built to be strong. I've already been through a lot of stuff. And if I got to go through a little bit more because God thinks I can handle it, then though he slay me yet. Will I trust in him? Somebody got to give God a big hand of praise. We're talking about winning today. I said we're talking about winning today. We're talking about being the head and not the tail. We're talking about leading folks into the kingdom of God so that they too can get blessed, even if it's in hard times. Someone say amen. Also, we have to have faith with integrity that we can't manipulate the situation. That's why God lets you and I go through it. Because it ain't going to be you. It ain't going to be none of you. Nothing to do with you. It's going to be your faith and trust in God that takes you to the next level. He always checks our motives. The whole time I served God until these last three years, I pretty much felt like a warrior. There was, I don't think there was ever a, a time I wanted to quit. Somebody say amen. But last three years, there were times, thoughts. I ain't going nowhere. I'm a soldier. I'm just being real with you. Some say Amen. 
And it was like, wow, I could do it. It was like easy, you know, serving God, no problem, you know. I told Pastor Stephon the other day, I go, my hardest time in ministry, I still never was broke. Someone say amen. I could still catch a flight. I could still rent a car. I could still do all them different things that I was used to doing. Somebody say amen. But I go, here, uh-uh, no rent a car, huh? Barely gas money, say amen. But the Lord showed me some things. He blessed me with a Jaguar, two of them. That's the second Jaguar I had. He blessed me with an apartment. I didn't have the money. I didn't have no first and last. He gave me an apartment. So he showed me different things to show me, he go, I'm with you. you. You might be going through it, but I'm, I'm not giving you what you want. I'm giving you what you need. He put me five minutes away from the church. It was just confirmation of the church that I was going to be attending. Somebody say amen. I knew I was going to attend this church. I know this school, my kids are going to get saved. My grandkids are going to get saved. They're going to be in touch with God right here. We're going to do it together. We're not going to be all separated all over the place. God put me in a position where I'm all around my family. Somebody say amen. I invited my nephew from San Francisco. I said, you need to come. He goes, I'm going to try to make it, Uncle Tony. They want to come. They want to be in the things of God. But where are they going to go if I give up? If I can't point them the way, if I can't show them that, man, you go through some hardship, but it's okay. You trust in God, and he'll make a way, and he'll see you through. Somebody say amen. Also, we have to have the type of faith that causes us to be transparent. That's what I'm doing tonight. Not only be transparent, but to have hindsight. To have hindsight, it reminds me of a word Pastor Steve would use. Somebody say amen. Pastor Steve would say stuff that, and I, I need a dictionary. What did he say? But to have hindsight means recognition of the realities and possibilities are the requirements of a situation. See, your faith, when you have hindsight, has to let you know what your next move is. Hindsight. Be able to know what I got to do. Be able to know what I got to do for, to move from A to B. Being able to know what I got to do if it just means to be still. Somebody say amen. See, the word believe is a life-altering word as the musicians come. The, be, the word believe is a life-altering word. The word believe means to think to be true, to be persuaded of. Do you believe? Do you believe God's going to make a way for you? Do you believe things are going to get better? Do you believe God is going to use you at Victory Outreach Heart of the Bay? Do you believe God has a plan? Do you believe that God wants to prosper you and not harm you? The word believe is a life-altering word. Do you believe your wife going to come back different? Come on, somebody. You're going to be happy as 10 clowns. She's going to call you daddy and all that other stuff. Say Amen. My wife calls me daddy. Somebody say amen. She calls me babe or she calls me daddy. I only called her Janie like three times. And I was hecka mad at her. Somebody say amen. I'm going to give you hindsight. Man, you ever hear me call Janie? Pray for me, man. Pastor Mad. Come on, somebody. Uh, I don't call her that. I call her sweet name. Chula. Babe. I don't call her babe because that stands for bacon and egg. Somebody say amen. So I ain't trying to call her bae. Y'all calling your girl bae, that's bacon and eggs. I don't even know what you're doing. You got to get up on your game, get your words right. Don't be doing what everyone else does. What's up? What's up, bacon and eggs? Come on now. Huh? That ain't game, right, Greg? That ain't game. That's, that's pretty weak. Got to come up with something good. Say amen. 
Let's talk about faith in closing. It's important. Faith, faith is important. We're nothing without faith. The Bible says you can't even please God without faith. So what happens when our faith is being weakened and our passion is dying? We're not pleasing the Lord. We're not hanging on to God enough to say, Lord, I know you can get me out of this. I don't want to dishonor your name by allowing the power of darkness to push me back. You see that? The power of darkness. You see, the scripture talks about the gates of hell should not prevail. And I thought about it. I go, you know, this is my first time preaching here in the heart of the bay, at least as a member. I came in and preached. They even gave me money. Come on, somebody. But I go, should, would I say this? Should I say this? I go, I was going through a lot of stuff. The Bible says the gates of hell will be pushed back, right? You know, when I was going through it these last three years, I was going through some Bay Area type stuff. I was going through what I'm going to tell you right now. And y'all pray for me that Pastor Stevon will overlook this. But I was going through hella trials. Huh? The word hella, I started thinking about it. I said, I can only use that in a biblical way because the word hell. But I went through so much. Someone asked me, they go, how's it been? I told them. I told them, I said, you know what? And I said it like this. Ministers, everybody said it's been hella bad. Because it was just so dark. I didn't see a way out of the situation, how the enemy was coming in to try to take me out. Somebody say amen. And then the Lord began to deal with me in the area of faith. Because see, faith will sustain you. See, when it comes to having faith in God, faith will sustain you. Not only do we need to have faith in God to sustain us, but we need to have faith in his promises. Watch this. I'm going to close. Romans 4, 20 and 21. It says, yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promises of God, but was strengthened in his faith. And he gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. This was a promise to Abraham. And in King James, it says, stagger not at the promises of God. Some of you have been staggering from the promises of God. Some of you, your faith has gotten small. And it's been diminished in such a way that you don't even know how you made it here tonight. You wish you could tell somebody how bad it was because you don't, you're not used to saying that it's been bad because it's been good for you. All of a sudden, you find yourself in a situation where it's not as good as it used to be. And I'm trying to hang on more than I am victorious. I'm barely making it. I put on a smile, but only if you really knew what I was going through. That's why I'm bringing this word out. Because there's somebody here, your faith has been diminishing and you cannot please God like that. You got to believe God for a breakthrough. You got to go to a brother. You got to go to a sister. You got to come to a pastor. You got to come to somebody to help believe God for your breakthrough. So you will stagger not at God's promises and you will get back to a place where you believe that God got power. 
God got power here tonight in the heart of the bay. I love being here because I feel the power of God. I feel the presence of God. You could tell that God is up to something. You could tell that God is trying to move us toward his purpose. But it takes a response. See, when your faith is being diminished, when it's getting smaller and it's shrinking, you could stop obeying God and it won't even really matter to you. I remember there was a time and it was no problem. God, God would give me a scripture and I just got to go and obey. That's how I ended up in New York. I ended up all over the world because God would speak to me. Somebody say amen. But when your faith is low, God can speak. And even though he spoke, you won't take it as, as something relevant for you. Because you're like, I hear what you're telling me, but what about all the stuff I'm dealing with? Come on, somebody. Are we keeping it real today? Let me give you one more. So we're talking about power. This is what the scripture says in Ephesians. Now to him who is able to do what? Immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. What does he do? He can, he's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to what? His power. That is at work in who? Us. His power works in us, and his power is activated by what? Faith. It activates, and God moves. So your faith needs to be activated tonight. I'm closing. This is the third one. This means you're really closing. Able means this. To him that is able, it means to be legally empowered by. It means to be qualified. It means to be authorized. See, he's able. He's authorized to give us the power we need to get a breakthrough, to pray for your loved ones, pray for your families. You have power. You got a lot of power. Devil got some power, but God has all the power. He has a little bit, but God has it all. He has all the power. And in closing, our faith needs to be a courageous faith. When I hear Job speak and say, Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Listen to me. I don't see him. I don't know him. But in that statement, it shows me a man of great, great faith and courage. In order for you and I to live this life, it's going to take great faith. It's going to take great courage. It's going to be some good times. It's going to be some bad times. But we got each other. We all in this together. You got leaders here that we love you. We pray for you, God. I walk in praying. I'll be back there praying. Don't mess with me because I'm praying for you. Somebody say amen. I'm praying, 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 believing God. Pray, pray for Stevan and Chella. Praying for him, praying for him. To, because we got to catch it. We got to catch where God is leading us. We got to take it. We got to go there and, and, and get you to follow us there too. Say amen. Are you with us? You want to see God do great things in the heart of the bay? When you have great faith, you stand with me. I'll give you my last point. I ain't going to preach on it because I want to give you opportunity to come to the presence of the Lord. But when you have faith and trust in God, it's because you see a future envisioned. I see God doing something great. I know that all this stuff, Pastor told me, that I've been going through is not for no reason. There's a reason. 
Listen. The reason why God allows children that he loves to go through heartache and pain. I can't explain the whole reason to you tonight. All I can tell you is there is a reason. Sunday, March 8th, there'll be one year that I buried my son and did a service right here. I said, Lord, how you be doing this to me? You put me in a position to, to be strong in you, knowing that I'm just as human as any other individual. And heartache and pain, it could overwhelm you. Somebody say amen. But I found out in the word that God will give me enough light to make it another day. God will give me enough light to take another step. God will give me enough light to be victorious and to not be a victim. God will give you enough light and enough strength that you will have the victory if you will just keep looking to his word. Stay close to God. Stay close to his word. Believe God for a breakthrough. That breakthrough's right there for you right now. You're going to be stronger today. You're going to be stronger after the service. You're going to be stronger tomorrow because today God gave you insight of what he wanted to do with inside of your life. You're not going through what you're going through for no reason. And you're not going through it by yourself. There's a lot of us in here that we're going through it with you. We're pressing on with you. We're believing God for the victory with you. Somebody say amen. You believe in God for better things? You're going to keep trusting him. You're going to keep believing in God. You're going to play, believe God for finances. I want to be one of the biggest givers in this church. I might be in the bottom somewhere right now, but I want to give and I want to give not just to the church, but to people. I told my wife the other day, I go, I want to be somebody that's a giver, man. I don't want to be a taker. I want to be a blessing to the people of God so that they may be refreshed because of my life. Somebody say amen. Bow your head. God wants to refresh in you tonight. God wants to refresh in you and I so we could refresh others. Living in the kingdom of God is no easy task. But I want to believe God tonight for men and women here that we will be like Job and say, you know what? Though he slay me, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. No matter what I go through, Never, ever, 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 ever going to stop trusting in God. Even when it don't feel right, I'm going to trust in God. Even when it don't look right, I'm going to trust in God. Even when all hell is breaking loose, guess what? That's the time for us to do what? Trust in God. As the worship team goes ahead and ministers in song, I'm going to say a prayer. Open these altars. Father God, just begin to bring them. I delivered your word.